Welcome to the Florida Divorce Podcast, your source for the information you need to successfully get through your divorce and into the next exciting chapter of life. Now, here's your host, Attorney Scott Kalish. Hey, everybody. This is Attorney Scott Kalish. I am a family law and divorce attorney here in South Florida. Today, I want to talk to you about how we split up a 401k account or maybe a similar retirement account in a divorce. So let's jump right in. So the process of dividing up a 401k account is done in what's called the equitable distribution stage of a divorce case, which basically means this is the stage where a judge will split up assets and debts. Now, the first question to ask is this, is the 401k or is the other type of retirement account marital or non-marital? Now, this is really, really important. This is a crucial question to ask because if it's marital, then it's going to be divided. But on the other hand, if this account is non-marital, then it won't be divided. The owner will keep 100% of this account. So knowing whether the asset and having a good understanding of of whether or not the asset is marital or non-marital is really, really crucial here. So let me talk a little bit about what makes something marital and what makes something non-marital, right? So in the context of a 401k account, let's say, a 401k account will be marital under Florida law if the spouse started the, the account from zero during the marriage and contributed towards it throughout the marriage, right? So, so in that particular case, when we're talking about a 401k account, that's when it's going to be marital. On the other hand, it'll be non-marital, let's say in the scenario of, well, the spouse started a job, right, before the marriage, and they made all of the contributions, you know, out of their paycheck before the marriage. And let's say the account existed during the marriage, but there were no active contributions um, that were made by that spouse during the marriage. So in that scenario, then that account will be non-marital. But there's also a hybrid, right? There's also a scenario when an account can be both marital and non-marital when we're talking about a 401k. And that scenario will happen when, let's say, a spouse started a job before the marriage, made contributions towards that account before the marriage, but then they get married and they continue the job or they maybe they, they roll the account over to another 401k account, right? If they got a new job and they decided to bring the old 401k to, to the new job and continue to contribute towards it. So in that scenario, we're going to have a non-marital component and we're also going to have a marital component, right? So how do we handle that, right? How does a court handle that, right? So that's really the toughest question to answer, but there's definitely an answer. So does the entire 401k account now become marital just because there were marital contributions, right? Does the entire non-marital component become marital because someone continued to make contributions during the marriage? Well, the answer is no, but it's not extremely easy to separate the two because there's a few things going on here, right? This sort of answer is a little dynamic. So let's go through and let's talk about how we separated out where, you know, under Florida law, where it's going to be fair. So like I said before, there's going to be a marital and non-marital component, but the analysis doesn't stop at just figuring out, all right, well, you know, the day before the marriage, I had, let's say $50,000 in the account. And then now that's $50,000 marital and everything else, or rather the $50,000 is non-marital. 
and everything else is marital, right? So it's not that straightforward because the market's constantly fluctuating, right? So depending upon the facts, there could be a lot of money that grew organically, right? So let's talk about what I mean by that. For example, let's say that in an account or in a 401k account before marriage, there was $50,000. And let's say the parties were married for 10 years. So they're obviously because the market's constantly fluctuating, constantly growing, that $50,000 grew or would have grown organically, right? Without additional contributions. If it was just left in that account, you know, because of the market, it would have grown organically over the course of 10 years. That $50,000 could have easily have been $100,000, you know, after 10 years. So just because the non-marital component increases in value during the marriage organically, that does not mean that that increase in value, that organic growth is going to be marital. No, that organic growth stays non-marital, okay? It's interesting how we get to this number, right? How do we determine what amount, what have been organic growth, right? And how do we separate that from the marital contributions and the increase in value of those marital contributions, you know, during the marriage, you know, the organic growth on the marital component, right? So typically, almost always, this is done by hiring a forensic accountant or another type of expert to analyze the specific account and determine what have been that growth on the non-marital component and look at what the account was invested in and look at the percentage of growth over those particular years. And an accountant is going to come up with a number, right? A passive growth number on the non-marital portion of that account and say, okay, hey, the non-marital contributions together with the organic growth are going to be non-marital. Now, this exercise, having this done is extremely valuable in a lot of cases, you know, it can save tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending upon the facts of the case, the amount of money involved and the time involved. Because obviously when you're talking about the stock market, time is everything. So I recently had a client who we were able to save almost $50,000 or a little bit more than $50,000. He started off with $16,000 in an account right before the marriage. And our accountant went through the records and During these particular years, the stock market did amazing. And that $16,000 over the course of nine years grew into $70,000. So that was really, really important. And, you know, our accountant got onto, you know, a Zoom conference with the other attorney and the other attorney heard the analysis and saw the growth and didn't have an issue with it because it was all there. It was black and white. So he really couldn't dispute much. So that's why this is really important. And it's not as, and keep in mind, it's not as easy as just looking at an account and saying, hey, listen, I had, you know, $15,000 before the marriage. So that means only $15,000 is going to be uh, non-marital. Absolutely not. There can be tens of thousands of dollars in organic growth that is also non-marital that you can preserve and keep from having it divided in the divorce. So don't overlook that. Something else I want you to keep in mind with switching gears really briefly Something else to keep in mind is the cutoff date, right? So if you're in a job and you're actively contributing towards a 401k and you decide to get divorced, the cutoff date for labeling contributions marital versus non-marital is the date of filing of the divorce. So if you file for divorce, let's say on a Monday, 
the contributions you make on that same Friday are not going to be marital. They're going to be non-marital. So keep that in mind that the cutoff date for labeling something non-marital, again, is the date of filing. So really, really important to keep in mind. So that's essentially the critical things you need to know about dividing up a 401k account. That's how we do it when there is a hybrid sort of scenario, when there are non-marital contributions and also marital contributions in the same 401k account. So that's what you have to keep in mind. Um, If you like this podcast, please give it a five-star review. If you have any questions and you want an answer, please feel free to email me at scott at kjlawfla.com. Again, scott at kjlawfla.com. If you give me permission, I'm happy to make an, another podcast episode just about your question. Obviously, I won't you know name your name, but um, I'm happy to answer the question in an upcoming podcast. So thanks so much, guys, and I hope you enjoyed this. Thanks for listening to the Florida Divorce Podcast. To learn the 10 secrets behind every successful divorce, visit floridadivorcepodcast.com. If you'd like Scott's help in your divorce case, go to kjlawfla.com.